Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Radiant Life Podcast. Today I got to interview Brianna Rose. Brianna is a globally recognized spiritual teacher and mentor who believes embodiment is the portal through expansion. She's the creator of the 7 Plus Figure Leader brand, which has helped thousands of healers confidently stand in their power and share their intuitive gifts with the world. Through her teachings, she makes spirituality grounded and accessible for all of those who are craving more in their life. Today was such a beautiful episode where she shared her journey of quitting corporate and starting a business, actually closing down that business and restarting the business she has now and how important alignment was for her. And she shares, you know, best practices to make sure you are in alignment or how to get into alignment and to tap into the energy of success. Because if we are not alignment, it's going to feel hard and it's not going to feel easy to get the results we're desiring. She also handles and shares how to overcome the fear of success and really shifted a perspective here for a lot of us of how we can think outside the box. And she shares how she has been able to have such a successful business outside of using the funnels and ads and all of the strategies a lot of business coaches and mentors share and just shares a beautiful different perspective on it. There's so much wisdom here. So let's just dive into today's episode. Hi, Brianna. Welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here to connect with you and to learn more from you. Uh, I'm so, so, so pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm excited. So why don't you kick us off starting with sharing a little bit about who you are, what you do, Mm. and kind of like how you got to where you're at in life now. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to love to answer that. It's kind of a loaded question. So we can go so many places with that. Um, But essentially, my title is a Kundalini business coach and CEO of the Light Leader Collective and founder of the Light Leader Movement. Essentially, my belief is once we master our energy, we are able to master our success. And so the way I teach business is through the lens of energy first, strategy second. Um, And so where Kundalini comes into this, because so many people that are listening to this are probably like, I've never heard of a Kundalini business coach. And so the way this all kind of works is essentially we're working with your own energy, allowing you to become your own inner guru, aligning with your purpose. So that way you vibrate at a higher level. You're able to magnetize, um, get crystal clear on your messaging and who you are and what you stand for. And then from that place, from that deeply aligned, connected place, success can flow naturally. And so once you're in that natural alignment, then we can add in the strategy, the offers, the programs, the scaling, um, because those things don't matter if you're not connected Mm -hmm. and aligned first. Um, You have to really love what you do. So we do the deeper inner work first, so that way the outer worlds can, can meet you and match you. 
I love that. I'm all about alignment. I've shared so many times in my journey where uh, you're not aligned, things aren't working, right? And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your business coach, like marketing and what to say or like how to yeah. position yourself. Like if you're not in an energetic aligned place, like it's not going to feel good or the results aren't yes. going to be there. And I am all for energetic alignment over strategy. Mm, love, love it. that. <laughs> so how did you get into doing this type of work? Yeah. So I started off not doing spiritual work. Um, I was a PR and marketing director and I worked um, in New York. I worked for big corporate businesses, small businesses. And then in 2012, I had a spiritual awakening. Um, And at that time I was in my early twenties and I was so hustle driven, corporate driven. I wanted to ride up the corporate ladder. Um, Mm I was 23 and I was already a PR marketing director and kind of made a name for myself in the wellness industry. And that was just like, I was going after it. And then shit hit the fan, had a spiritual awakening. And I started to realize, you know, there's more to life than work. Um, Mm -hmm. And also I realized that the work that I was doing, although I loved business and, and, and branding and just like, you know, creating a movement behind people's work, I knew that there was something more to that. There was more depth to my life than what I was just doing. And so I ended up taking a leap of faith about a decade ago now. December will be 10 years ago when I became an entrepreneur and I decided to do something on my own. And so at that time, I was kind of in the depths of the spiritual awakening. It felt like I was just being cracked open and I was kind of learning more about myself and my intuitive Mm -hmm. gifts and all of that. And so I created, um, in air quotes, like a safe business, um, which was branding and marketing and kind of more traditional because that felt more normal and I needed to make income. So I had this very like safe, you know, business where I was like designing websites and doing consultations. But I always say to people, it's kind of like once like five o'clock hit, like my witch hat came on and I was doing all this like energy work and learning more about um, just how energy moves through you. And through that, I actually discovered Kundalini. Um, Kundalini, I took a class, um, a Kundalini yoga class. And I remember I walked in and I was so weirded out about the whole thing because I was still very new on my entrepreneurial journey. Um, I walked in as a typical New Yorker dressed in all black. Everyone's in all white with turbans on and white sheepskin mats. And I was like, I'm in the wrong place. What is going on here? But I sat my ass down and in that 90 minute class, um, I felt so different. I felt my life change. And so I walked out of that class and I knew that there was an undeniable shift that occurred. But I knew that the way that it was being taught, um, I had to dive deeper in. And so I started to just ask a lot of questions. I started to do some research on Kundalini. And at first I was super scared because I felt very cult-like. So for anyone that's even heard Mm -hmm. of Kundalini or Googled the word Kundalini, it can come across very culty and and dogmatic. And I kept hearing in my intuition um, to ask more questions, to learn it a new way. And so for the last 10 years, I've been studying Kundalini and its role and its impact on success. And what I started to do with my clients, I started to transition them from marketing and consultation. And I started to bring in meditation. I started to bring in somatic movements. I started to understand that a lot of my clients were having these blocks in their business because they had energetic blocks. They didn't believe in themselves. They didn't feel worthy. They didn't feel creative and and so on. And so I started to pair all these spiritual tools and principles with business strategy. And it was almost like I snapped my fingers and my clients were just 
scaling and seeing results. And I was like, okay, we're, we are onto something. And so then back in 2017, I closed down this like very like, you know, normal, safe business. And on a whim, I opened up the Light Leader Collective. Um, and that was really rooted in creating business programs that were rooted in energy first and strategy second. And we've been doing it ever since. And so everything that I teach here is the the basically the energetics of being an entrepreneur. And then once we've mastered that, then we can layer in more of the strategy. When I say strategy, it's not like I'm going to teach you a click funnel or ads. That's not mm-hmm. the work that I do. Strategy in the sense of how do I show up in the world? How do I make the most impact? How do I package my magic in a way that feels really good for me? And then how do I sell from a deeply authentic place. And so that's a little bit about me and how I got to where I am today. I love that. I love that. I think it's important. And I feel like when you're on an entrepreneur journey, at least for me, like when things aren't working, it's like, that was my experience of like, okay, I got to take with it, like take a look within what are my thoughts? What are my belief system? Like, why isn't this working? Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's not. And I'm doing everything that these coaches are telling me to do, but something isn't hitting. But what would you say to someone listening who might be still very in that analytical, logical mind that's like, well, I've been told to market, like in in the whole energy and the alignment is still not Mm. fully landing. Yeah. What is there a way, what's a message that you would tell, like, like to say to them to have them open mm. up to see the possibility of how this actually does impact their success? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think that the biggest question to ask yourself is, is what you're doing actually working? Like if you just like look at your life and you're like, is it actually working? Most likely it's not. And so if it's not working, maybe it's an opportunity to get curious and try something new and try something different because you're doing the same things over and over and over and over and over again. And you're not seeing the results, or even if you are seeing the results, you probably feel like crap. And so something's off. And so I think you have to get really real with yourself and hold that mirror up and say, is this even working? The things that I've been told to do, is it even working? And if it's not working and you've been been at it, then you're just, I mean, you're going to stay in that same energy, that same place. What's that quote? It's like, you know, the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over (laughs) again, expecting a different result. It's like, if you're doing it and it's not working, get curious, be bold enough to get curious and ask questions and try something new. And I say that from having that corporate background, like I've scaled multiple six, seven, eight figure businesses. And I had to take a moment and say, you know, there's something more to this because these tools that have been proven to work that I have Mm -hmm. a degree in that I've seen work over and over again, aren't working for my clients. Why aren't they working? What's actually going on here? And I think that when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be brave. You have to face yourself and you have to look at those areas and those pockets of your life that aren't working and get curious and see how you can shift and how you can evolve. Because in order to succeed as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to evolve and you also have to, you also have to know when it's time to pivot as well and let go. Ooh, I love that. And it's actually funny because I was talking to a lot of clients yesterday around pivoting mm. and they're like, I don't know why been. And so I just want to yes. know some of them are probably listening here and okay. So they're like, okay, I'm realizing something's not working. Something yes. has to change how do you support or what would you, you know, recommend any words of wisdom of handling the pivots, handling the fear Mm. and and navigating the like, well, how do I know this is actually in alignment? Or how do I know if this is actually going to work? And, you know, the thoughts that are kind of overwhelming them that make causing them to not do something or procrastinating Mm. the overwhelm and 
seeing the pivot in a different way and going about it in a more graceful way? Yeah. Great question. You know, there's a, there's a quote, um, I forget who it's from or the exact quote, but something along the lines of when the pressure is on start and the pressure will be off. And so I think when you're feeling that overwhelm and you're trying to pivot, what's going to keep creating that overwhelm and that stagnation is you not doing anything. And so you have to just be okay with failing. And so something that I share with my clients is, fail fast, succeed faster. Like we all are going to fail. And I don't really believe in failing, but it's like, you're going to mess up and you're going to learn things. And that's how you actually find alignment. Alignment isn't all of a sudden going to like pop in your lap one day and you're like, I'm aligned. You have to figure out the things that you love that you're aligned with. And so when I was in that transition phase of going from having, you know, a corporate background, having more of this like traditional type of branding agency, and then going into the spiritual business, I didn't just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm spiritual. Now in that phase, I was doing Oracle card readings. I was doing angelic channelings. I was doing, um, you know, graphic design. I was doing so many different things to just try and see what landed and what felt right in my body. And I think sometimes in this, like, entrepreneurial uh, online space, we see everyone looks so perfect online. And it's like they oh, everyone's got their shit together. But in order to get your shit together, you have to lose your shit a little bit. And so when you're in that pivoting phase, you have to just try things out and see how they feel, see what aligns for you. Because if you stay in that creation phase of maybe it's this thing, maybe it's that thing, if you keep trying to like visualize and channel and receive, but you're not actually implementing or integrating or taking action, you're never going to know. And so I think it's, it's like word to the wise is when you're in that pivot phase, just try a bunch of things and allow yourself to just be you and, and um, be imperfectly you. And you're going to find that alignment and you're going to find that pivot. And also that's, that's part of the process too. We all pivot. We all are evolutionary human beings. So even for me, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago, five years ago, mm-hmm. even a year ago. It's part of the process. I love that. Yeah. I think you won't know until you try. And I always tell everyone like failure doesn't exist. It's always feedback. And like rejection is just like redirecting you into just a different path. And I mean, you're going to keep throwing spaghetti at a wall. It's never going to stick. So like Mm -hmm. find something else to do with the damn spaghetti. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I love that. So what would you say are your tips or beginning next steps around someone wanting to navigate this the alignment and like the the energetics you you say um as a topic is like the somatics of success like Mm -hmm. how can someone navigate and understand more of like what that means that blueprint and what they can do to figure out how that can work for them Yeah, beautiful. So, you know, I truly believe that success is a pattern and it's an energy that we all can tap into. And so kind of circling even back to what we were saying at the beginning, which is you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, and it's not working, it's not working, and you have to pivot, you have to try something new because success truly, it's a pattern, it's an energy that we can tap into. Success runs on patterns and we all have our own unique pattern to success. I've worked with thousands of entrepreneurs Every single one of them is so unique, so different, has a different business plan. That's why we can't follow these like five step ways to find six figures or, you know, whatever the crap is out there in the industry. It just, it doesn't work. You've probably tried it and you're probably listening to this because 
it hasn't worked for you. Success has its own rhythm and you have to understand what that rhythm is for you and how that feels like for you in your body. I believe that success starts internal and when you're able to internally align and master your energy, that is going to create a ripple effect in your external world. It's almost like you have the Midas touch when you're fully aligned with your purpose, with your mission, with your vision, everything that you show up and do is going to have that palpable energy, that frequency that's going to make that thing successful. And so when it comes to that, that term somatics of success, success is a body language. It's the way that we show up. It's the way that we feel connected to our bodies. Our bodies have their own wisdom and intelligence. And when you start to learn how to connect to your body and understand basically how to translate your intuition, that is going to be the best secret weapon that you have when it comes to your business, because no one can tell you how to build your business. No one can tell you how to run your business. You are the CEO of your business. I'm a business coach and I'm saying this because I don't know better than you. I'm not your guru. You are your guru. And so when it comes to the semantics of success, it's understanding your own rhythm and pattern to success. And that is directly related to your body, how you um, receive messages, how your body is feeling like being a CEO, you have to make decisions sometimes mm -hmm. in like a split second. And you have to know if it's a hell yes, a full body yes, or a full body fuck no. And the only way that you can do that is by connecting to yourself and your intuition and dropping from the head from the mind and coming back into the body because the ego lives in the mind, not in the body. Yeah, amen to that. And what would you say, like, what have been your top three, like, practices to help you get out of your head and your mind? Like, for me, like, breathwork completely changed my life. That's what yeah. helps me connect to my body and drop in. Um, mm -hmm. But I also know that's not for everybody. And so I'd love to hear a little yeah. bit of, like, what helped you or what do you feel like is a huge tool that your clients really value from to, to get into your body? Yeah, I love it. So um, everyone kind of knows me as like this Kundalini business icon. So Kundalini is definitely like tool number one that I love. Um, but I also feel like within Kundalini to kind of debunk it, Kundalini isn't just this form of yoga. Kundalini is breath work, it's meditation, it's conscious movement. Um, and it is sequential movement, which are the Kriyas for anyone that's listening that knows that. And if you don't know that Kriyas are sequences of poses, posture, mantra, breath work that you do together in a specific sequence for a specific outcome. So that is like my go-to. I love Kundalini um, because it is multidimensional, multifaceted. Within Kundalini, you have breath work, you have mudra, you have mantra, you have meditation, you have dancing, you have somatic movement, you have a somatic release. And so I think it's one of the most efficient practices that I've ever practice because you're doing a little bit of everything at once, which makes it super powerful as well. And what I love about practicing Kundalini, the way that we teach it known as light leader Kundalini is you can do a Kundalini practice and it's one minute and you're going to feel a shift. You could do it for three minutes. You're going to feel a shift. You don't need 60 minutes to dedicate, to feel alignment in your body. It can be quick, easy, and efficient. And I think that's super important for our modern day lives and modern day bodies, sometimes we can't always carve out an hour or two hours mm -hmm. to ourselves. Or sometimes we're in between client calls and we need to get our energy centered and we need to do something really fast. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, they say the saying where it's like, if you're the type of person that's like, I don't have time to meditate, you're like, you're probably the type of person who needs to meditate twice a day. And it's not like yes. a time limit, but it's like taking that space, learning to be present with yourself. And yeah learning the quiet and stillness. And that can be in many different ways. Um, mm. I love that. And I think it's important for everyone to kind of figure out what works for them too. Yes. 
because cool breath work works for me. Maybe just sitting in stillness under a tree in nature is working for you to kind of get that um, same result. Something that keeps popping up in my mind is I hear, I've heard a lot of people say like, okay, you you say you need to feel something in order to like really have it right. Like embody the energy first, like, okay, but what Mm. if I don't know what success feels like? Mm. How would you kind of rebuttal in your own way? Or help yeah. them tap into the feeling of success that they feel like they've never yeah. thought what that feels like yet. Mm. So my rebuttal would be, you do know what success feels like because we all have experienced success just in different ways. I think success can be defined, of course, as monetary, but success can be great love. It can be great health. It can be a good relationship. And so if you aren't having like financial success, if that's your definition of it or the area mm-hmm. of success that you want to work on, you need to take a moment and look at your life and say, where have I actually been successful in other areas? Because again, success runs on patterns. So if you understand what that pattern is for you in another area, you just need to take that pattern and then apply it to the area of financial success. And so if you take a moment and you really look at your life, you're going to see like, wow, I actually had a really great friendship or I lost a lot of weight or um, I did really good in school, right? Like we have all these little things in our life that we have excelled at that are successful, maybe they're not financially successful, but you've had success in them. And so when you really look at that, you want to think about what was I doing in that moment? What was the pattern? What was the flow? What was I thinking? How was I feeling? And how did my body feel and start to relate back to those moments of when you did feel in alignment with that thing that you were successful in and start to like retrain your mind and body to remembering those moments. So that way, when it comes to the financial success or the financial success that you're trying to create, you already have that mind body connection. Mm, yeah, exactly. That, I, that's what I kind of tell. Uh, I, I, I had to tell myself that once. I'm like, okay, I'm attributing success just to finance, but yes. success is in so many different areas. Wait, I successfully made my bed this morning. And mm, I think it's, I love yes. that, you know, it's finding that, that it's a strategy, right? The strategy around the yes. pattern of like, okay, well, if it works this way, how can I find this to work for, to to work in a different way. And I think what it really comes down to is finding what works for you. And I know that's not like the easy answer that everybody wants to hear. It's like, well, I want to know the three steps. And I'm like, like you said, everybody has a different blueprint and we all have different genetic breakups. And I think it's important to really talk about like what many people may be advertising out there Mm -hmm. is not the one (laughs) and only way and not to idolize it because what, 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 like, it's important to find what works for you. And when it comes to success, yeah. like, what does that even look like for you? And yeah, defining that, defining what is success, because success for you may be totally different to the person you're telling you're not successful yes. yet. And I think identifying that and breaking that down, um, so important, huge components to it. Um, so, so you, you help your clients a lot with finding these strategies within themselves mm-hmm. or, or these, mm-hmm. this alignment and really helping them tap into, I guess, their gifts and, and really yes. stepping into that, into that power. Mm-hmm. What would, you know, tell break, if you don't mind sharing, like breaking us down around like how you help awakening this like wisdom within them and mm-hmm. how they can tap into this wealth, especially for entrepreneurs here. Cause, um, me, I'm one on entrepreneur, but I know a lot of listeners are listening to this and like, we become entrepreneurs for many different reasons, but a lot of it is to tap into our potential, to tap into fulfillment, freedom, and wealth. So that there's not that like financial cap when we're in like corporate America. And so what, can you break down a little bit more around that? And um, yeah, how you, how you navigate that with yourself and your clients? 
Yeah, definitely. So a lot of the work that I do is is about tapping into your potential and tapping into your prosperity potential. And um, my work is definitely rooted in body-based coaching tools, um, as I've shared earlier. And so I think a big part of this is understanding one, you know, what is your purpose? What is it that you really want to do? And if you don't know that, it's a lot of self-reflective and self-discovery work. So I typically bring my clients through a journey of getting to know themselves through experiential teachings, through getting connected to their body. And a large part of that is doing breath work. It is doing the kundalini practices. It is doing the somatic movement because the body stores trauma, whether that's big T trauma or a little T trauma. And whether you realize it or not, your patterns, your belief systems are the only thing that's standing in your way of success and wealth. The universe wants to support you. The universe wants to fulfill every manifestation that you have. But a lot of times what I notice is people have the vision board, they have the manifestation board, but then it's their limiting beliefs that cancel out everything Mm -hmm. that they want, everything that they desire. And something that I even talk to my clients about is how are we sending mixed signals to the universe? How are we wanting to manifest this thing? Like it could be the six figure business, a seven figure business, but then you're afraid to create a real, right? Or or you're afraid Mm -hmm. to show up online consistently. So it's like, how can we create these things if we're afraid to get visible, to create content, to be seen, to sell, to serve. And so a lot of the work that I do is how do we release the stored trauma and belief systems that are living and repeating itself within the body? So this is really about bypassing the mind to get into the body because the body's constantly storing the trauma, whether again, that's big T trauma or little T trauma, the body remembers and the body doesn't know space or time. So something that you experienced when you were three years old, the body is still experiencing it today when you're in your thirties or forties or fifties and so on until you heal. And that's why breath work is so important. That's why intentional somatic movement is so important meditation kundalini it's because it's releasing the body of the patterns and the belief systems that it's storing and so that's what we really start with is how do we get the body on board with the manifestation with the mission with the vision and once the body starts to release a lot of the work that i do is rooted in the meridian system the energetic pathway so as the body is releasing and the energetic system is able to flow more freely it doesn't just go out of thin air, all of a sudden now Mm -hmm. you have stuff to process and to talk about. And so that's where the coaching comes into place. And so we have this three-part method where it's identifying the body and the traumas and the belief systems the body is storing. Then we release it, then we process it and talk about it. And then we build the business because once you're able to clear that out, you're able to finally, it's almost like you have clarity too on your path, on your purpose, on your mission, on your vision, because these stories and this chatter that you've been carrying around with you, whether you realize it or not, are the thing that's been holding you back. It's not not knowing what the funnel is or how to do a (laughs) Facebook ad or going viral. Like I have made millions in my business and I've never gone viral once. And I also don't even have a working funnel and a lot of, a large part of that, I didn't even have a working website. So a lot of the stuff that I do is about debunking those stories and those beliefs that we have in the industry and instead coming into alignment with what your big vision is, what your mission is, and how do you want your business to run? How do you want it to flow? And you won't know that if you can't listen to the voice of your soul. And so in those quiet moments of sitting with your body and moving your body, you're releasing the energy, but you're also giving a microphone to your soul so that way your soul can speak to you and through you. I love that. I I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, you're asking for the answers, but are you sitting to receive them? Or are you just like blasting music and getting distracted and not like (laughs) or asking for another sign and another sign and another sign and another sign? (laughs) Yeah. Or it's like, well, that's not the sign I wanted. I wanted the sign that said not to do this. And I'm like, you you asked for it. Your answer was delivered. 
now you're yeah. confusing. It's confusing because you're getting what you asked for, but it's just not what you truly wanted. And then it's like, yes, you got, you got to be, careful. Or it is what you, you wanted and you're scared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say are like the top beliefs that you feel like you, your clients overcome? Cause I feel, I, I know I, I work with a lot of beliefs as well. And um, I think there's more common ones, but which ones have you yeah. seen the most of? You know, I typically work with spiritual entrepreneurs and healers. And I think a big thing like in, in that, and I can relate to it too, is this like feeling that it's scary to come out of the spiritual closet because they feel like they have to be this one type of person when deep inside they have these like beautiful, intuitive gifts, but they're afraid of what family and friends are going to think of them or someone might make fun of them and so on. And so a lot of the belief systems that we work on or that we see is being visible first and foremost, but being visible as yourself, like fully Mm -hmm. accepting your gifts and trusting them. And I think that's like the big thing. It's like, how do we come out of the spiritual closet, fully accept ourselves and also give others permission to accept themselves too. And so that's like one of the big ones that I notice. And then also within that thread, being a healer and being an intuitive, there's also been this like energy of that we're not supposed to be wealthy, right? It's like we're supposed to be like these martyrs that like don't charge for our services because we're healers. But in reality is if healers aren't making money in the world, we're not going to see the change in the world that we wish to see because they're going to have to go back and get a nine to five and they're going to be wasting their gifts and all of that. So a lot of the work that we also do is how can I receive as myself, as a healer, as an intuitive and not carry that guilt or shame with it as well. Yeah. I, what helped me a little bit was, I don't know what, what, who I heard say, but it's like when, when good people have money, they get to do good things into the world. Yes. And seeing that, I mean, my sister was just at a Tony Robbins event last week and he, she was like, he raised $2 million in 15 minutes alone. Mm-hmm. And like if for, for human trafficking, and it's like when good people have yes. access and resources and community, with with wealth they get to do they get to provide he provided like one billion meals to to the to homeless you know what i mean it's like yeah money doesn't always equal bad things and yeah it's, re- it's rewriting your stories around that um mm-hmm. i'd love to dive a little deeper into that because that was actually a common theme with some of the clients um that i've been working with some of the entrepreneur clients i was working with around sure. the fear of charging what they mm-hmm. like okay so the one she's like i have this price and it feels good it's scary And then I have this other price. It's even bigger and it's even scarier. Like I don't even feel comfortable. And Mm. she was struggling to kind of navigate. And then I know she's not the only one of like charging what we desire because they're here to serve and impact. And I know you touched on this a little bit, but like, yeah, could just go a little bit deeper to kind of help them release that either fear or the permission to Mm. charge what they desire really, because it's holding them back. Yeah, totally. Well, I think one thing to debunk too is like, we can never charge our worth because we are worth millions and billions of dollars. And so I think that's like one thing I just felt called to share. Um, When it comes to charging and receiving, you know, I think this goes back to what I was sharing about these body based tools that we use. If your nervous system isn't regulated, no matter what the price is, if you don't feel worthy of that, because you have some dysregulation in your nervous system and in your body, you're not going to receive it because you're going to freak out the second someone says, yes, I want to work with you. The second that you're on a sales call and you have to announce your price. So I think having a steady like baseline for your success and your nervous system is Mm -hmm. so important. And once you're able to regulate yourself, then you can actually start to say, well, what, what is this program worth? Not what am I worth, but like, what is the session actually worth? Um, What do I want to receive? And I think it's important 
when you're first launching something is to charge something that's like, it should scare you a little bit. Like it shouldn't be so easy because you're, then you're not, you're not challenging mm -hmm. yourself, but it shouldn't be so big that it's wreaking havoc on you. And you're so afraid because that energy, your clients are going to feel that whether they're intuitive or spiritual yes. or not, <laughs> if you are not in your power about your prices, they are going to feel it. Um, and so I think the biggest thing that I always share with my clients is start small and then scale up. Um, you can't, start big and then scale back down. That would not be good. Start small and start with what you're comfortable with. That feels still a little uneasy. Do a beta round or have a couple of people to come in three to five people and then start to get your confidence. I always say to my clients, cause this is something that I experienced when I first started is charge what you think you should charge, right? Like that number. That's a little scary. When you do that session with that person, when you actually put the energy into it, you're going to probably realize that you should have charged double or triple because once you actually live that experience, you're yeah. like, oh shit, there's so much that goes into this. Um, and then also I'm not an accountant, so don't take this as accounting advice, but we do have to pay taxes at the end mm -hmm. of the year. So that number that you are receiving, you know, a portion of it is, is, is taxes. It's like, it's not even yours. You can't even touch it. So before you know it, when you think about your promoting, your um, onboarding, the session, the aftercare after the session, the taxes, that price that you're charging gets dwindled down so quickly. So that's also important to think about as well. Bringing in like those 3D pieces are important, even if you are a spiritual CEO. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. And I was like, oh, yes. I'm not bringing all this into pocket here yes. <laughs> and like the expenses to run your business. Yes. And yeah, it's, yeah. And, and I think it's like, I, I think it's important. I touched on this with her is like not attributing your worth. It, it's not, it's mm. about the value, it's about the transformation they're experiencing. And yes. sometimes you need to have a little skin in the game. Like, and that helps you that do. client show up. Not, yeah, not sometimes, all the time. Right? Yes. Like if you pay $10 for something, you're just gonna be like, eh, I'm just gonna, I'll do that yeah. later. And then you never touch it. But if you're paying a thousand dollars for something, say for example, like you're going to do what you got to do to show up. And so knowing yes. that it's even beneficial for whoever you're, you're selling to, because it's going to let them have the skin in game enough for them to show up yes. for themselves. Right. Agreed. You're, you're allowing them to rise up. Like that's like stage one of transformation, even with mm -hmm. working with you before they even like get in the session with you, you're calling them to rise up by the level of investment that they're investing in with you too. Yeah. What I find is um fear of success comes up like a deeper, yes. a deeper wound. Um, even mm -hmm. I've worked through that too. It's like, well, in the self-sabotaging patterns come up or the fears and then like, oh, and they talk themselves out of it. Um yeah. where do you feel like at, at least for me, I, I've noticed that come up way more with women than mm -hmm. in men. Mm -hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And where do you think that either comes from or just yeah, like I would love yeah. to hear your your point of view. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so common. So for anyone that's listening to this, if you're afraid of success, know that you're not alone. I know that there's so many like manifestations out there that's like, we're successful, we're supposed to be successful. But if you're feeling like I'm scared, that's okay. Like that's normal. And I think part of the reason why it is scary and why we fear it is because it's unknown. We all know what fa failure feels like because we've all experienced failure, but many of us probably haven't felt financial success in this way. You might've had maybe a six figure career, but you probably haven't made like six figures on your own or seven figures on your own. And it's very different when it's your own money, your own energy that you're generating versus receiving it from an employer. And so what, where I think it stems from is 
success, a lot of people at first, they think it's the masculine pieces of like the website, the strategy, the funnel, the this and that. But true success actually comes from embodiment. It comes from the vision. It comes from the mission. It's all divine feminine energy. And feminine energy cannot be contained. Feminine energy is wild and creative and transformative and alchemical and magnetic. And so when we think about that energy that creates the success, that sustains the success, most people, a lot of women have a lot of feminine energy wounds. Um, they don't feel safe in their feminine. That's probably a whole other conversation we can have. But when it comes to the success piece, when we think about it, it's unknown, it's scary, it's feminine energy, we don't know what to expect. Um, and that's why I have found that a lot of people stop themselves. I think everything that we see in our business mm -hmm. relates to us, our business is an expression of us. And so if your income is plateauing, it's because on some level, you want it to plateau too. And it's probably because you're afraid of what that next level is, you're afraid of um, what that might look like because you don't even know what it looks like. And I know for myself, um, when I closed down my business and I opened up the Light Leader Collective, that first year, we went from zero to a half a million dollars in one year without paid advertising. And I will say that I had to go through my own stuff because I didn't know anyone else that had done that in that short period of time, let alone wow. anyone in general that had been able to do that. And so I came up, so, uh, up against so many of my own fears of, I'm alone. I have no one to relate to. This is scary. And so I had to do a lot of deeper work about that. And then the same thing showed up when I started to hit 100K cash in a month. I was like, okay, we're doing it again. I don't know people that have done this, right? And so my story was, I didn't know anyone else. There was, it wasn't like there was like this person with, you know, the torchlight that was guiding yeah. me along. And I think that although those numbers might be bigger than someone that's listening to this right now, maybe your version of that is hitting your first 100K or hitting even... 50K in your business or 10K, whatever the number is, I think a big reason is like, we don't know. We don't know what success is going to provide for us. We might feel alone. It's going to shift our personal life. There's definitely friendships that I have, you know, both of us have outgrown each other or have mm -hmm. shifted or want different things. And that can be really scary because that up level, that next level that so many people are trying to manifest, it requires something different of you. And that's why it's not showing up. You have to evolve, you have to change. And it's not so much about becoming someone else. It's actually about becoming more of who you are. That shedding of the, the onion, the, the releasing of the onion is getting to the true core of yourself. So it's not about becoming someone else. It's becoming your truth, your power. And I think that that can be really scary for people. I know it was for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely experienced that. And I've been, been in a season of embodying a lot more of my feminine. I had a lot of mm. feminine energy wounds and I operated so heavily in my masculine and it has not <laughs> been easy. Yeah, but it's also been so fruitful now. And um, I think it, I think more, more, there's more awareness around it. At first, I like did not, I don't know, I just like didn't hear about it, especially when starting my business. And I think it's learning yeah. Um, that that is where we get to receive and we have the fruits of our success and success looks different for everybody. Right. Mm. But um, for me, what like helped me just to share for anybody listening was like, okay, I, I say I desire this, whether it's an income or freedom or X, Y, Z, what am I going to do with it? Cause I feel like yes. it's like, okay, you want the 10 K month or the six figures or whatever it is. But like, if you, for me, like having a why or having like an game plan or I'm going to go on this trip or I'm going to do this. Yeah. It, it allowed me to not have the fear of like, well, what am I going to do with all this money or all of this freedom or all this success? And yeah. it kind of let my brain breathe. I'm like, no, we got a game plan. Like, and we can get excited totally. for it. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. That's, I think, super important. That's something that I do personally and also share with my students is to, to not be afraid of success, not be afraid of the unknown, create it, right? Like create, map out, why am I actually doing this? And I think specifically for spiritual entrepreneurs or people, you know, whether you're a healer or not, I think we all are spiritual. But if you identify as that, I feel like we're a special type of entrepreneur and we're not just in it to just like make money to make money. We need a deeper mission for it. And so like you shared, I think it's really important to understand, well, why do I even want these 10K months? And that might even bring up even more questions of like, maybe you don't, maybe you don't want them. Like, maybe that's like, maybe that's not it for you. Maybe that's not your version of success. Um, But I think mapping it out, planning it out, understanding why you're doing it is so important. And also checking in with yourself along the way. I remember I had a mentor when my business was scaling to the half a million in that first year. And when we were starting to get up to like 30 to 50 K months and they were starting to hit consistently, she checked in with me and she was like, Hey, is this still what you want? And I remember wow. at the time, I mean, like looking back and I'm like, she's fucking awesome for asking that. But she, yeah. um, and it gave me pause and I, and I thought to myself, you know, yeah, like I want to keep going. She's like, do you want to keep going or do you want to stay here? Or do we want to like lean back? Like, how do you feel? Is this, is this your version of success? Um, and I wanted to keep going. So we kept going, but I remember like, it was such a powerful moment because I think it's so important for us to take a moment and say, is this even what I want? Um, Mm -hmm. is this what I want to continue to grow? And sometimes you might think it's that 10 K month or 50 K month or hundred K month or million dollar month, whatever it is, but maybe it's not, maybe that's what your parents wanted for you. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's what you think the industry wants for you or your friends. And maybe that might change. And so I think it's really important to check in and, um, you know, know your own values and what, what makes sense for you and your life and what you desire too. I love that. I actually have been having a shift in my own values lately. And I'm Mm. like, whoa, something's happening. Like what I said I used to want, I don't really like want. And and it's been a very uh, season of like, whoa, what is this? What is is the vision? Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think it's giving yourself permission for it to change or for you to get really clear. Like, and maybe mine was warped a little bit of like seeing everybody else in the industry and like, oh, well, they did this. This was their milestones, X, Y, Z. Yes. Um. And so I, I love that really identifying like, why, why do I want this? Is this for me? Yeah. Is it for my parents, my partner? Because yes. sometimes we can get caught up and it's not totally. really for us. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that's beautiful that your mentor really asked you that. I think, you know, I've been in a lot of business programs and I've had a lot of unlearning to do of like, you know, the business yes. work, the strategy and yes wanting the numbers for the wrong reasons or charging mm-hmm. a price because I was told to charge a price versus maybe starting slow to build my confidence and alignment up. And so I think that's really yes. beautiful that your mentor like took the time to actually ask you that. Um, mm-hmm. Something that's running in my head and I know probably someone listening is thinking of this that you're like, okay, you've, you don't use funnels. You don't use ads. You said it was <laughs> like, tell me a little bit about like what maybe has worked for you or at least to let others, even myself, maybe like to think outside of the box. Like, yeah, like, I feel like that is the what we see is like this is the way to scale to grow, and yeah. I agree. Like, I don't think it is the only way. I think I've heard like if you make that decision, like you can have a business completely off social media or off online. Mm. Um, but what has been your experience with that? Did you ever do it? Did you yeah. um, never do it? What feel like what feels like has worked for you to give people maybe the the reality that it doesn't always have to be that way for them. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to chat about this because there is so much, um, I think there's a lot of limiting beliefs in the, in the business industry of like what you need to do to have a successful business. And, um, I'm just the type of person that likes to flip things on their head and prove, prove it wrong. And so when I started, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to listen to my intuition and see what happens. And so I can say I was scaling and hitting 70k months before I ever tried ads. Um, and I think that that's important to say, because if I had tried ads earlier, um, I don't think they would have worked for me because I didn't know enough about my community and about myself. And it would have taken my energy off of the vision and would have went into figuring ads out and putting money into advertising and all of that. And so I share that with you and your audience. Um, because you don't, you don't need to do ads, especially in those beginning phases to hit your first six figures. You definitely do not need to do that. I have tried ads before. Um, never. And I, I've invested like heavily because when I do things, I'm like, we're, we're doing it. We're not just going to like put our toe in it. Like we're, we are investing in ads. And I will say I did a comparison after of organic mm. versus paid and organic blew it out of the water at that time when I was doing it. Um, and so that's just how it worked for me. It's not, I'm not going to say I'm never going to do ads again. I probably will always try things and, and test things out. But like I said, I got up to 70K months without doing anything and even trying ads. Um, same thing with funnels. Still to this day, I currently don't have like a working funnel right now. We're starting to look into that because we're looking to scale and go bigger and things like that. But my business is at a level where I don't need to rely on those things to generate income, to generate success. And so what did generate the income and the success for me was building community. Um, mm-hmm. It was getting really deep in with my with my clients and my community, whether I had two people showing up on a webinar or thousands of people showing up on a webinar, I treated it the same. Um, and I think that's important to address because in the beginning, your best friend is probably gonna be the only one that shows up on that webinar and your mom. Like, like that's just <laughs> how it is. Yes, it's happened to me there, too. Right? Yeah. Like all of us. And so- I think when you can build your community and you really know what they're going through and you can cry with them in terms of their pain and what they're struggling with and you create content and you create webinars and masterclasses and programs, knowing them on such a deep level, success is inevitable from that place because you're speaking directly to them. Um, And I think that that's really important to have before you add in the more impersonal things of ads and funnels Mm -hmm. and having this beautiful website, even some of my biggest launches, I did a launch where it was, I think we made like $350,000 in less than two weeks. And I didn't have a sales page. All I had was a little application that I sent out from Typeform and it worked. Um, And that was when I was in like month 10 of having my business. It wasn't like I'm doing it now, 10 years later. It was when I was month 10 of having this business. And I share that to just blow everyone open to what is possible. Um, I think when you know yourself and you know your mission and you're aligned with your purpose, there's an undeniable, unshakable faith that people feel. And then they start to trust you. People invest in people they know, love, and trust. They don't trust the funnel. They don't trust the Mm -hmm. ad. They don't, they don't like, those things work when you already have built that trust. Um, and so for anyone that's just starting out, get in there. If you have one person watching your story, love up on them. When you have three people in your community, love up on them, support them. There are times 
where even now I look back on those beginning phases and I'm like, that was like so special that I was able to get so intimate with those people and get to know them. I could never do that today just because the community is so much larger and I feel so connected to my light leader community, but it's just, it's different now. How could it not be? And so I think there's that, that phase of entrepreneurship of those beginning levels to really just own it. Cause it's not going to yeah. last forever and just be in it and accept it and be new and make mistakes and get curious and um, really connect with your community because the information that you receive from them, no business mentor could ever tell you. And that information that you receive will be worth millions. Like I literally still reflect back on things that I learned five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, when I was in those immediate circles. And that's what still creates the content today. It still fuels the programs today. And so those things that you're learning are going to be just so uh, full of value for you in the future. So just honor the phase that you're in today as well. I love that. And thank you just for shedding light of like what's possible. It doesn't always have to be this mm. one way must do this to receive the results. And I no. think I, I always say, I think it's important to not think of that just like one way thing. It's big. I fell into it in the beginning. It's like, it's not, yeah. and, and, and you can do it your way. And if, if showing up online doesn't work for you, you can have a successful business without showing up on. Oh online. yeah. I a hundred percent believe totally. that. And now it's believe, creating that belief around it. Right. Mm-hmm. But you do have to show up then in person, right? It's like, we can't, I just want to do oh, that. I yeah. sit there in the meditation pillow and like <laughs> money just flies into my lap, but you, you do have to show up. But I, <laughs> I agree. Um, prior to this, I would literally, I would go door to door pitching myself to when wow. I had an in-person business and I would close consulting, um, you know, packages going in and just pitching myself to businesses. And so it can be done. Um, I think, you know, you just have to choose the life that you want and the business that you want. And it goes back to like, what are my values? Do I even want the six figures? You might not. And like, that's okay. Yeah. And then what is in alignment for you? Is yes. the door to door knocking or is it yeah. having a Facebook group? Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You still got to take some inspired action. You can't just yes. sit there and it'll have it flow to you. Um, <laughs> I have a few questions that I love asking our guests. Yes, here. Let's what do would it. you say is one of the key life lessons you've learned along the way? Mm. Oh gosh, there's so many. <laughs> You know, I think the biggest one that speaks the loudest for me is trust, trust that that first gut instinct on things. There's been even being a spiritual person, there's been many times where I let the mind dictate um, Mm -hmm. and I look back on it and I'm like, damn, I should have listened to my intuition. So I think just really the intuition will never, never steer you down the, 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 the wrong path. And it's so important to just trust that and trust yourself. Yeah. Building your intuition, best thing. Like you know, yes. you have those nudges. You know what that is for everyone. Oh yeah, like we, you know what we're talking about. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I ignored mine for a while, but eventually mm. listened, and it's been a juicy, beautiful ride. Because when you listen, yeah. it brings you into what you're meant to do and be. Totally. Outside of that lesson, what would you give your younger self advice, knowing now mm. what you know now, whether it was that you in corporate or you starting off in your business, just, I guess, whatever feels most connected of what advice would you give your younger self? Mm, I mean, first thing I would want to do is like, give her a little hug and give her a squeeze. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything happened the way it was supposed to. So it's like, I wouldn't want to give advice to change anything. Yeah. But I would say, you know, there were so many 
parts of my life I can reflect on now where I tried to be someone that I wasn't, um, whether that was being very creative or being a dancer or being an artist, I would always try to hide that. And then, um, like do corporate business instead, you know, mm. like do these things that were like, almost like, again, very like normal and safe and accepted. And I think if, if I could do one thing, it would be like, just, just accept yourself and be who you are. Um, because once I was able to do that, life just opened up and got really beautiful and groovy and amazing. And so that would be the one thing is just to love herself for who she is. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That That's what we are all about here is radiating mm-hmm. your light, right? Like no one is you and yes. that is your power. And yes. that's one of the biggest advices I you would give my younger self too is like find, discover mm. who that is and, and own her, love her, accept her, yes. and shine her out. Um, what would you say have been or currently are your your top when I say quote unquote success habits that have allowed mm. you to not get so much in the mind or not get so entangled into things that don't matter would have helped keep you grounded or with your vision? Um, do you have any like daily practices that have really supported you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I always do some sort of practice in the morning. Most of the time, um, it's kundalini or breath work just to get myself centered before I start the day. But something that I have found to be super helpful throughout the day, because there can be so many moments that you can become misaligned or get overwhelmed, or sometimes I have back to back to back to back calls, you know, and you have to keep your energy really fresh. And for me, I'm someone similar to you where I was so in the masculine. And so going into that feminine has been a journey and experience. And so for me, it's literally stopping myself when I'm getting overwhelmed and anxious, because normally I would just work through it. I'm like, just got to get it done. Got to, got to check the thing off, you know, got to do that. And so now it's having that that daily attention of, oh, my heart's beating really fast, or I'm feeling very ungrounded. Let's not sit at the computer and and um, do more work. Let's take two minutes to go outside and breathe. And so that's just been something that's been super helpful for me because I realized the way I show up for something, I'm infusing my energy into it. And so if I'm, if I'm in that frazzled, stressed, anxious state, then I'm infusing that into my business. I'm infusing that into the emails that I'm writing and so on, or the Instagram story that I'm creating. And that's just not worth it. So I always take a couple of moments throughout the day to shake it out, dance, breathe, move my body, um, go for a walk. And that, that is the business. That is the strategy. That is the plan. Cause if I can't get that stuff on board, nothing else matters. Mm, yeah. I hundred percent agree. I say it's like, we have a responsibility <laughs> to make sure our energy yes. is in the right place anybody who works with people and just in general, like we have to take that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You have any, you know, resources or books that really supported you or or anyone that who's listening is like, what, what's something I could just learn deeper on or can get me in this Mm -hmm. right headspace? Any, anything that made a big impact on you or any book that you recommend? Yeah. I mean, I think the person that really kicked open my spiritual awakening or spiritual path, and this is for so many people. So when I say her name, you probably know who she is. Um, Gabby Bernstein. She's oh, someone yeah. that kind of just like open up the gateway for me and her book um, may cause miracles. Uh, that book was the first like spiritual book I ever read. And I think it's a really great book because it's something that you do every single day. And there's like these small little steps that mm. you go through over the course of 40 days. And that really helped me because at that time I was in corporate, I was having a spiritual awakening, but I was in corporate or I was, you know, in this very like nine to five stress driven life. And so doing even a yoga class or doing something like that felt like so 
unnatural for me. And that book like changed my life hands down, but it was like these small incremental shifts that really helped and introduced me to the breath, to being present in the body and so on. Um, I haven't read it in in quite some time, but it was one of those ones that just blew me open and and kind of um, created a gateway for other teachers to come down as well. Yeah, I love her. Actually, I have the book, have not read the book. I've read a few of her Mm. other ones though, but yeah, I, I maybe this is a sign. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I took a break from reading this year, but yeah, I've heard amazing things. Um, mm. And finally, how can how can everyone get in touch with you if they want to learn from you, uh, connect with you, work with you? Where is every where do you hang out, and what can mm. they do to work with you or any? Give us all those details. Yeah. So I love hanging out on Instagram. So you can follow me at I am Brianna Rose. Um, feel free to slide into my DMs. It's really me and then the assistant that's running that account. So if you say hi, it's me saying hi back. And then I also have a free Facebook group called Rising My Sisterhood. Um, that is just like chock full of just like entrepreneurial energetics and sisterhood. And we have over a hundred free trainings inside of that space. That's a great place to jam out on and just meet some like-minded people as well. Oh, I love that. I'll make sure I put all of the links in the show notes below. It was so amazing to have you on the Mm -hmm. show, giving just so much words of wisdom, encouragement. And I know for fellow entrepreneurs, we just sometimes need these reminders or just need someone to just shed light on the vision and like what, you know, what's important and to make sure we're fully Mm -hmm. in alignment. And I appreciate you so much just for sharing everything that you have today. Mm, beautiful thanks so much for having me this is amazing well thank you so much everyone for listening if you enjoyed make sure you take a screenshot of today's episode tag both of us and we'll see you in the next one bye bye (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in today if you enjoyed today's episode please be sure to share it with me and write an apple itunes review so i can keep the good stuff coming your way If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.